it's a sense that sometimes, at least for me, maybe this isn't true for anybody else, but I overcomplicate things in my life uh, on a natural level, but also on a spiritual level. And it's really so simplistic. He loves us. If we can really just understand that, everything else will just fall into place. If we really live in that revelation and really understand how much he loves us. All right. Well, rush class may be dismissed. And welcome with me, our senior pastor, Cameron Wright. Thank you. Yeah, good morning. I am Pastor Cameron. I'm glad you're here with us today. Where are they? Oh, there you are. We have special guests this morning, Ross and Jen Gerber from the distant land of Sturgis. Would you guys come up here, please? (laughs) Yeah, give them a hand. They pastor uh, Grace Sturgis Fellowship, right? Grace Christian Fellowship. (laughs) They're Christian, too. (laughs) And they are Seth's parents. Oh, yeah. How long have you been pastoring down there? Oh, um, yeah, just like me. (laughs) we We came on staff there. I came on as associate pastor in 1991 and became the senior pastor in 1998. Wow. So why don't you just say hi to the congregation? Sure. Thanks. It's a real joy to be here with you. We've not been able to be here on a Sunday morning before. We have other obligations that usually uh, usually take our time and keep us uh, tied up there. So it's a, a real privilege for us. We're on a, a kind of a three-week retreat right now, just kind of taking some time away, uh, just seeking the Lord and and continuing to receive the healing that he has for all of us and for us in particular at this particular time. And so we have the joy and privilege to be able to be here with you this morning. And so for us, it's, it's a real treat and a real blessing, and we look forward to and, and have enjoyed the worship already. I just was so uh, ministered to by the song, Oh, How He Loves Us. I, I have learned over the years that there are two things that believers really need to understand and most believers don't have a really deep grasp of and that is number one that god really does love us yeah i mean that's something that you know we know we say jesus loves us we say all of those things but um, we really have to let that sink into our hearts folks we need to let that go deep within us that we really understand that god loves us and then the second thing is that, and we say it again all the time, but the fact that He is good all the time. See, if we, if we set those two foundation stones in our lives, He loves us, we know that He desperately loves us, and that He is actually good all the time, no matter what happens. He's good all the time. Those two stones will serve us uh, and take us a long ways as we seek to walk with the Lord and and continue just to serve Him and be His sons and daughters. Say hi. Sure. Hi. (laughs) Thank you for welcoming us today. You really have a great uh, welcoming team, or maybe it's just what all of you do, but I felt very welcome today and warmly received. (laughs) It was great. And I just want to mention that we have um, two friends with us, Mike and Tara, Um, And you can wave. And so um, we're glad that they're here with us, too. So thanks for having us.
Awesome. Well, I don't know if don't, don't go yet. <coughs> you know, this uh, grace has been a part of uh, our church in that there's been a lot of interaction over the years. Our youth go down to their youth conference, and we've had at least a couple of marriages. <laughs> Dan, yeah, Dan came from there. Dan Jeffries. But uh, as you've heard, and as you know, uh, just for this year, we've kind of taken on this this goal of every Sunday we're giving away a gift, um, mainly because it's just fun. <laughs> it's a good idea. It's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that uh, it also reflects the gospel that Jesus came as the gift to mankind. God gave his only begotten son. And so we want to bless you with a gift. And, <clears throat> you know, it just just came to me that you guys like going to Miller Auditorium. Do you, do you enjoy that? So here you have uh, free tickets to any show that you want to go to. All right? Yeah. Good cover, unless it's a really expensive one. <laughs> bless you. You're welcome. God bless you. You can be seated. It is fun, isn't it? <laughs> All right. Well, praise God. Oh, and now I have to decide. How many have had a really bad week? <clears throat> Has it been a rough week? Huh? Why don't you come up quickly? I want to pray for you. Ross, would you help me? Come up and line up right here. We don't normally do this. If you're a guest with us this morning, it's not our normal routine. But uh, I've just heard like a lot through the week. You can stand in the middle, too. <laughs> <clears throat> We're not going to make a big deal out of this, but uh, I I just really sensed um, it's kind of been bugging me. See, I knew this was going to happen. <clears throat> um, that there's this been, you know, one, <laughs> it's the middle of January. <laughs> Who isn't having a bad time? <laughs> Weather's been horrendous, you know, and uh, I keep thinking of this town called Somerville and just, just you know. <laughs> That in and of itself is hard. But I, I did sense that not only in the natural, but there's just been, yeah, Mark, uh, there's been just a release of spiritual oppression. Okay, And, and just so, to give you a context to understand this, <clears throat> there's natural forces and emotion and psychology, and, and then there's things like the economy that's hitting people. We uh, maybe you've lost your job. Maybe, you know, I've had friends and people in this congregation have lost their job. Uh, some have moved. Some are about to move, and that hurts. Uh, <clears throat> but then the enemy comes in. By the enemy, I mean the devil and demonic forces come in and then use that to discourage you and to make you feel depressed and to make you doubt God and to make you want to give up. And uh, to just lock you down into a place of discouragement. And Jesus came to preach the gospel. And the gospel is good news. Alright? To make people happy. Everybody say happy. You know? And there's time for sorrow. There's time for grieving. There's time for repentance. But Jesus came to give us 
uh, abundant life. That, that's life that overflows with abundance. Okay? And uh, eye has not seen, ear has not heard what God intends for His elect. And so what we have in store for us is an abundance. And so I just feel uh, strongly this morning that there needs to be a, a spiritual breaking off of a spirit of depression and discouragement and uh, attack and accusation and all that junk that's just from the enemy, from our flesh. And so we're just going to pray. Ross, if you could just start on that and I'll start on this end. We'll collide in the middle and just pray for each one, a blessing and a breaking off. And if you're in your seats, just join in or join with the worship song.
Well, Father, we just surrender all of our burdens. Everybody in the congregation, if any burden at all, just surrender it to You. The Bible says that we cast our cares upon Him because He cares for us. His concern is for us. And so whatever care or concern that you have, God wants you to release it to Him right now. Okay, there's, there's time in church to learn information, but then there's times in church where we activate what we've learned, where we actually do something and uh, uh, make that spiritual transaction. And God wants to do a transaction with you this morning. He wants to take your care and concern, and He wants to give you hope and happiness. Alright? Sounds like a good deal. <laughs> okay? So, you know, it's on sale. Hope and happiness is on sale this morning. And it's a bargain. And whatever you give Him, He'll give you twice as much of hope and happiness. So, Father, we just cast, say out loud, I cast my care unto You, Jesus, right now. Because You care for me. And I receive Your hope. And I receive Your grace. In Jesus' name, Amen. All right, you may be seated. God bless you. Thanks, Mark. I still don't know which message I'm going to preach. No garden. You got a word? You want to share it? I just, well, everybody was up here. I just kept seeing pictures of the garden of the Lord and that, you know, I have this sense, I just was really feeling it today, that um, we are actually in the spirit planted in Eden, in paradise, you know, we're we're walking out this life. But in the spirit, our roots are in Eden. And I just sense the Lord blowing a warm spring wind over all of us, but especially the people who are up front. And I just felt him, um, I just kept seeing like a storybook where uh, there's a garden, a walled garden that the weather is always beautiful in and everything always grows. And then there's the whole world out there. And I felt like when the Lord was blowing on us, that he was giving that warmth to us. And he was like making manifest that garden to our senses so that we could actually experience it. And I just really sense that uh, he's pleased with you and that it's his delight. He likes to walk in his garden and smell the fragrance. And I just sensed hope springing up. I just saw shoots, green shoots coming up in our midst, and that was hope growing up. All right. Thank you.
So this, I, I just had it off. I had it off. A little on-off switch. Yeah, there. Is that better? All right. Well, I got to start over from the beginning. No. <laughs> so the natural response when you're hurt is to draw back and uh, and to hide or to protect yourself. And in in the area of relationship, again, I'm not an economist. I'm not a politician. Um, and what I primarily want to speak into is our spiritual condition. So especially in the area of of in 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 advancing or taking risks relationally or spiritually uh, in trying to advance the kingdom and we encounter hurt, we want to draw back and isolate ourselves and protect ourselves. And Proverbs 18 verse 1 says, A man or a woman, a person who isolates themselves, seeks their own desire. He rages against all wise judgment. Now, you have to understand is that what this means is that uh, when it says a man who isolates himself seeks his own desire, that desire may be just to protect himself. All right, it's not just a wicked or or carnal desire. It may be justified desire of not wanting to get hurt again. And so, if you enter into a relationship and you get burned by the relationship, your desire is to isolate yourself from protect yourself. You know what? When when you isolate or draw back or cover yourself um, or even Getting angry is a form of isolating yourself. It's putting distance between you and the person who hurt you. Um, that is, it says, he, that person rages against all wise judgment. In times of hurt, that's not the time to isolate yourself, even though that may be the natural response. Isolation leads to introversion and in being introverted, and it actually can end up. Uh, causing or bringing about uh, uh, significant depression. And the reason for that is because life comes through relationship. To quote someone you all know, Scott Jones, we don't live in houses, we live in relationships. I said, well, that may be true if you're homeless. (laughs) But it was a good point. (laughs) You know, a life... You know, uh, real life is is in relationship, and that's true. Uh, it's a good quote. Um, so while I was praying about this stuff and contemplating what would be the Christian uh, spirit-led response, both to what's happening, both to what's happening now, and the ow that we feel because of it, uh, I heard. And, well, I heard this first, and then I came up with a cute little thing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> This is what I I heard in the spirit actually several weeks ago. Is now, yeah, now. Uh, it was just before the new year. I think I was laying in bed, or I can't remember exactly the context, but there just came upon me this sudden um, or this feeling that um, now, now, really clear. Second uh, Corinthians chapter six one and two. If you want to turn to that, Second Corinthians chapter six one and two. We then, Paul writes, as workers together with him, also plead with you not to receive the grace of God in vain. What's that mean? <clears throat> Paul's saying, listen, we've been given a grace. And that's what the worship service was all about this morning, is the love that God has been poured out to us freely, unconditionally. His grace has been given. But we can receive that grace in vain. In other words, we can take that, that expensive gift of God's grace 
and treat it in a way that it is empty. Vain just means empty or uh, um, uh, useless. And Paul says, don't treat the grace of God. Don't receive the grace of God in vain. He said, it goes on to say, for he says, in quoting an Old Testament verse, in an acceptable time I have heard you, in the day of salvation I have helped you. Behold, now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Now! Everybody say, now! Now is the time. Now is the day of salvation. Jesus said, in John 4.35, you should be familiar with this verse, He was talking to His disciples after He had uh, had an interaction with a, uh, uh, a Samaritan woman. <clears throat> he said, Don't, uh, do, do you not say there are still four months and then comes the harvest? Behold, I say to you... He's like, whenever it says behold, He says, Hey! Look up! You know, like... Uh, Dan's word. By the way, Dan's word, that was great. I'd never thought of the pearl of a great price as being us. You know, we think of the kingdom of God. Uh, that's a parable of the kingdom. Uh, and that a person sells all he has to buy the field so he can get the, uh, so, uh, sells all he has so he can buy this pearl. And that's what Jesus did to get, obtain us. And that's what we're supposed to do to obtain him. But that's what Jesus already did to obtain us. So that was right on. Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they are already white for harvest. Now, if Jesus were in Michigan, that'd be true. (laughs) It'd be true in the natural. Those fields are white. (laughs) But in the context, yeah, that was a joke. (laughs) Just wasn't funny. Okay, in the context... Jesus was talking to his disciples and it was four months yet to the harvest and white unto harvest is when I don't, we can actually see it here when like wheat, when wheat is ripe, the, the tassels, they turn a, a white. And so you can see when, when the fields are, are ready to be harvested. It goes on to say, he who reaps receives wages and gathers fruit for eternal life that both he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. And so he's confronting his disciples and saying, um, telling them not to look at the natural time and conditions, but rather to see supernaturally. That in the natural, the harvest, you know, in every way to look at the situation from a natural, human, logical, reasonable perspective, it's not harvest time yet. But Jesus is saying it's harvest time when now, okay, in the supernatural, in the kingdom of God, in the harvest of souls for the kingdom, the time was now. And so this is what came on me. And I I just want to share kind of in line with how Mark just shared prophetically this morning that this is almost this is a prophetic word that uh, that there is. A brief and uh, uh, short, I believe, opportunity, opportunity. There's a suddenness. There's an urgency. There's a window of opportunity where we can be witnesses for Christ and see harvest maybe in a way that we've never seen it before. And it's really important <clears throat> that we understand that it's actually in times of 
what's going on, God, and in times when we're experiencing pain and discomfort, that really is an act, that is the time, okay? Uh, you know, the, the time when you, when you naturally want to turn inwardly and just get healed up with all the people going through all the things, you think, man, certainly now's the time to get us strong and us healed up, and man, we need to settle our issues, and we need to figure out what's going on. But I really felt I heard God speaking, saying that this this is really what's going on. Okay, the world has been destabilized, and many people are going through personal crises. Now is the opportunity for you, the church, to minister the gospel of God. I believe that God has created hunger, and and now people realize their need. Okay. And it's not until they realize the need, the things that people have been trusting in for the last 50 years have destabilized. And so they're thinking, what are we going to put our trust in? Now is the time for us to be bold and clearly communicate the message of hope and salvation uh, to anyone and everyone. I, I really felt from God to encourage you to don't even think about how others will respond or react. Okay, that's not your responsibility. Did you hear that? Say, it's not my responsibility. What's not your responsibility? Their reaction. So you don't don't go through the mental game of if I say this, what will they think? Don't do that. Slap your hand. Don't do that. Because I know because I do that. All right. In a store, at workplace, oh, if I do this, they'll think, what's, uh, and they'll ask this question, I don't know the answer, what do I do? <laughs> don't do that. Just say, hey, listen, I just want to, you know, my pastor preached a message that now's the time of salvation, and, and I want to go back next week and tell him I told somebody about Jesus. <laughs> I dare you, just do that. <clears throat> really, sometimes those are the best. It's not our job to worry about how they respond. It's our job just to communicate the message. Romans, thir- Romans chapter 13, the book of Romans chapter 13, 11 through 14. We're going to try to read this quickly. It says, do uh, this, knowing the time. Paul's writing to the church in Rome. He says, listen, you have to understand what time it is. And I'm here talking to you saying, listen, you need to understand, church, what time it is. And it's a particular time in the kingdom of God. And uh, Paul writes to the Romans, he says that now is high time to awake out of sleep, for now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Armor of light. How's that sound? Does that sound cool? Okay. I know. My wife wrote a song about that 25 years ago. <laughs> Armor of light. You know, the, the, what kids are doing in, in the video games, it's cool. I don't get it. But uh, my kids sure do. They play hours on it. And they walk and have all these cool weapons and things and they can get. But, you know, in the spirit realm, I actually think that they're, they're picking up on some spiritual truths. Because in the spirit realm, there is available to each and every one of us armor of light that we can wear 
in the world that's filled with darkness. All right? And Paul, just like Paul exhorted the church in Rome, now's the time to put that on and to go out into that world. I'm telling you, now's the time. Put on the armor of light. Paul continues, he says, let us walk properly as in the day, not in revelry and drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust. In other words, these carnal things that weaken and debilitate us and hinder us and limit us, limit us from being the uh, ambassadors for Christ, being the armor bearers of light. The purpose of putting off that ungodly stuff is not just to make ourselves better but to accomplish an end and that's to win souls okay you have a purpose in life and uh it's when we're feeling pain and we're feeling the hurt and we're feeling the confusion that if we at that point choose to become uh ambassadors choose to wear that armor choose to uh, uh not get consumed looking inward but become focused on what has god called us to that's actually the key to breakthrough in your personal life that's when you'll get encouragement that's when you'll get free from the things that uh uh, make you discouraged and make you want to shut down that's what brings life okay When you realize, wow, I'm here for a purpose. I have something to give. God's called me. I'm part of that, that, uh, uh, I'm part of the church who's here to accomplish his eternal mission. And so it, it, opening our eyes, looking and seeing what Jesus told his disciples to open your eyes and see that the field is white unto harvest is, is critical not only in reaching the loss, but in also receiving personal breakthrough. Okay, it really, really, really is vital. So my heart is not just to encourage you to go out and 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 witness and and win lost people or communicate the love and hope of Jesus Christ. I mean, that is my purpose, but it's part of, hey, this is the only way we're going to find our own healing. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) And now is the time. There's different seasons in the kingdom. And when I look outside, the last thing I want to do is go out. (laughs) You know, and with all the stuff going on, it's very hard to 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 even bring up the issue of 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 God and Christ and hope. And and, but I'm telling you, there is an opportunity. There's almost like a supernatural opportunity uh, in this season, I think it's even. I think it's much bigger than than after the nine one one crisis. I think that uh, the opportunity for you and I to just simply listen. You don't need the answers. You just need to say what you found in Christ. Okay, tell people why you go to church. Don't try to talk them into going to church. Tell people why you believe in Jesus. You don't have to try to talk them into believing jesus just share what it means to you okay and do it openly honestly and without an agenda all right but if you walk into a room you're gonna walk into a room this week boy 
Sometimes, Ross, it just comes to me clear as a bell, you know? <laughs> Chances are you're going to walk in a room, and there's going to be some people in there. Okay? I encourage you, I exhort you to walk into that room with the expectation that someone in that room is ripe to receive the message of Jesus Christ. All right? And, uh, two out of three people in Kalamazoo County have absolutely no affiliation with any church or religious organization. That means they've never gone to church. They don't consider themselves a Baptist, Lutheran, or anything. If you ask them if they're a Christian, they'll say yes by default because they, they ne- they're not a Buddhist, they're not a Hindu. American. <laughs> so they kind of assume they're Christian. But don't, don't, that's not where they're really at because they have no affiliation. So, and then, only about 15% of people in Kalamazoo County ever go to church on a regular basis. All right, are you hearing me? So when you walk in a room and there's 20 people, at least half of those people probably have never been to church. And so the simplest thing you can say, we'll minister love and grace. And now's the time. When's the time? All right, Sarah's got a few announcements. She's going to come up. Thank you. Good morning. Now is the time for the announcements. (laughs) Excellent. All right. So if you walked through the doors, the room, you received a bulletin and attached that as a connection card. If you are a guest with us today, a first-time guest, you can fill out the connection card and bring it to the connection counter at the back of the room and receive a gift from us to you because we are thankful that you came. And I have a couple little announcements. Um, Today after church, you can probably smell the the odors of deliciousness coming from the kitchen. And um, there is a luncheon, an exploring membership luncheon, for those who want to learn more about the church, want to learn more about membership. And um, anyone is welcome, even if you did not sign up previously, go ahead and just go back there. It's the family room behind the partitioned um, space back there. And then also, um, just two things to check out today after church. How many? Two. All right. There's the contribution statements for 2008 right by the Life Group Center over there. And so pick up yours on the way out. And as well, um, in the foyer by the Bibles is the Lost and Found. And I have found some nice items in there. And if no one's picking them up, I'm taking them home. So go ahead and check that out. And then also, um, coming up... We're going to have a nine-week parenting class. How many of you are interested in knowing more about how to effectively parent? There's some of you out there. Okay. It's starting January 20th, and the information is on this little green sheet that was in your bulletin. And um, it's really good. I've heard good things about it, and I just want to encourage all those people who are kind of interested in learning more to just go ahead and go to those. And um, it's only an hour, so... It's coming up in January through March. And then uh, one more thing. We've got in January, January 25th this month, in January this month, we have um, a luncheon for all people who are involved in kids' church, four years to sixth grade. And it's just an appreciation luncheon. It's going to be really fun. And um, that's going to be right after the service on the 25th. Okay? 
All right, let's get ready to take the offering. Um, I had a prophetic word that came through email. How many of you guys know Ivan and Isabel Allen? They've ministered here at the church before. Um, they had a prophetic word about how this is the time <laughs> for just the plunder of God's church for his body to take a hold of the things that are in store for them in the area of finances. And um, also for the harvest, which is just an interesting um, tie-in with today's sermon. And um, it was just a really powerful thing about how they just feel like God's opening up the heavens over his body to receive um, in a time where, you know, things are so difficult in this economy. He just, uh, they were really saying that God has something different for his church, that we're going to be the ones who are going to be taking a hold of finances where, you know, it's going to look different for other people and it's going to cause uh, people in the world to take notice of us and we'll have open doors into their lives through that. And so, you know, during this time of economic kind of slowdowns and crunches and people getting laid off, I just want to encourage all of you to just look towards what it is that God has for you to take a hold of in the area of finances. You know, maybe he's got an open door and we can even pray into that and declare it. So I just wanted to declare that today. So as we pray for this announce or for the offering, I'm um, just join with me in declaring that that something is going to be different for us. You know, yeah. we don't have to accept the news, you know, that is so full of fear. <laughs> and um, we can look towards what God has, you know, promotions and, you know, checks in the mail and all kinds of stuff God can do. He can give us great deals on things we need, you know. So join with me. Father, we just thank you so much. We thank you so much for how you have a different story for us, your children, who you provide for. And um, we just take hold of the, the word that it's the, now is the time. You know, it's time right now. And we're going to take a hold of the things that you have in store for us. And we just lay claim that you are full of abundance. And we claim abundance and declare abundance over our households in Jesus' name. And, Father, we just look and pray, Father, that you would open the eyes of our hearts to see uh, what's coming and what we can lay hold of, that might ideas that might not even be in our minds right now, Father. We just look ahead to those things, and we open our eyes to you, God. And we just declare in Jesus' name and thank you that now is the time. Amen. Amen. Okay. We have a testimony. Cyrus, would you like to come up? Cyrus, he has something that happened this last Sunday. Do you want to go ahead and tell us? Well, actually, it was a couple Sundays ago. Just wanted to show the church, well, want to share with you what an awesome and generous God we do serve. Um, like Cameron said previously, um, every week, you know, the church gives a prize to someone. I was the recipient a couple weeks ago. In this particular case, for those of you who weren't here, we were instructed to write down how much money we spend uh, in a week on groceries. Okay, and I submitted my card. This is my card. And this was also the first Sunday that I paid tithes to the church, even though I'm not officially a member yet, whatever. <laughs> the Lord put it on my heart to do it anyway. Well, in short, anyway, um, the Lord handed my first tithe right back to me. Yay. Yes, this is awesome. So I just wanted to share this with you. And tell you how much I love the Lord and how I'm glad to serve with you. Bye bye. Good job. Good job. It, was, it was great after the service. He's, he, he, he said, It was amazing. The first time I tithed. And, and, and then I walked in, the, he had to step out, and he walked back in. I was calling his name, Cyrus. <laughs> Came up, we gave him the money back. So I thought. 
you got to testify it. You know, often when you tie, there isn't an instantaneous return, but you know, God does return. You that was a great confirmation. Anyway, one more thing. I know we're going a little over, but it's real important. I want uh, Adam and Terry to come up here. Give him a hand. <laughs> hey. Uh, the, uh, Scott and Stephanie Jones were over children's ministry, and of course, uh, they uh, couldn't handle the intensity of Michigan's weather and had to retreat. We, we are praying for them, but uh, <laughs> they were sent out to start the church down in South Carolina, and that's going great. And uh, um, one of the things they did, among other things, was to lead children's ministry. And there was interim uh, Dan Salerno. Where's Dan? Is he still there? Hey, Dan. Stan, why don't you come on up? Come on up. Come on up. Dan has uh, been part of the children's ministry for many years and was interim leader uh, after the Joneses left, and he's done a great job. Yeah, give him a big hand. <laughs> but he said he would lead children's ministry for six months max. <laughs> and he reminded me every month. <laughs> but it was just in my heart, and I've asked uh, Tara to take over the leadership, and she has excitedly and willingly uh, 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 accepted that uh, responsibility. And so Tara will be leading the children's ministry. Dan will continue to help in all of the different ways that he does and uh, kind of be uh, co-leader, assistantly. But Tara's the main uh, leader of children's ministry, as well as Adam and Tara are over our youth ministry. <clears throat> uh, so they're busy there. And if that wasn't enough, just to clearly communicate, when I am out of town, uh, basically uh, we do have a board that uh, oversees the church, but pastorally, uh, Adam and Tara are pastorally in charge when I'm out of town if some issue were to arise. Uh, they're the ones that uh, you can look to. And I will be out of town actually to this next week. Graham will be here preaching. I'm going to be in Toronto teaching uh, uh, at a school up there for the next week. But uh, I just want to pray and bless uh, Tara. And Dan, could you join with? Could you stretch out your hand or join me in prayer? Father, we thank you for Tara's willingness to uh, care for our children and to oversee the instruction and the children's ministry and all that that uh, pertains to. We just pray your blessing and your anointing on them. Uh, Father, and that there would be a release of creativity. And Father, we just come against this uh, uh, fear of uh, any fear of uh, extra burden or being weighed down and just let it be a joy and uh, uh, just a, 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 a source of energy and encouragement to her, to all of the volunteers, and Lord, especially to the children, Father, that they would learn. Uh, your truth, but also learn uh, to experience your presence, your spirit, uh, as well as your word, Father. And we just release that. And for Adam and Tara, as youth pastors and uh, leaders here in the body, we bless them and uh, uh, thank you for them, Father. And we thank you for the faithful service of Dan as well as he has led and continues to help lead uh, in, the, in the various areas that he does. In Jesus' name, everyone said amen. amen. All right. You can sit down. On my left, we have the prophetic team that is ready and anxious and eager to pray. And 
Uh, minister prophetically, if you don't know what that is, they can explain that to you on my right, is the prayer team that will minister to any prayer needs that you might have. Please stand. Greet someone standing next to you, maybe you don't know, and you are dismissed. <laughs> <laughs>